Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. Welcome to another edition of Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast about all of the good things happening in the economy of St. Clair County, Michigan. I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance, and today I'm proud to introduce our next guest, Sadat Hussein of The Raven, one of my favorite places. Sadat, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Dan. So you're an entrepreneur, a musician, and a man of many layers. I've gotten to know you over the years a little bit, and I would say The Raven is a unique place too. I'm thinking the person and the place are a lot alike. Would you agree with that? I would say so. I mean, you kind of put your own stamp on a place once you own it, and you've got to kind of reflect your own personality in it, or else you're not going to be having any fun. You've got to be yourself. Yeah, and that place, The Raven, definitely is unique, right? And and you bought it, right? You didn't exactly make it the way it is, but you've enhanced it. Correct. We definitely perfected the formula. Uh, Jerry Edson, retired attorney, um, he that was his brainchild. He took for people that don't know, he um, spent ten years renovating this building, completely gutted it. All of the wood inside is uh, hand shaped from his own uh, personal lot that he had out there, and uh, he had a little portable sawmill in the basement that he put the place together with, and uh, yeah, he put it together, and it seems like he just ended up having more fun building it than actually running it. So I started managing for him. Uh, I started working there in 2008, and then I moved up to management. And by 2014, uh, we had uh, come to an agreement where I was going to buy it from him. We actually uh, closed the deal on the place's 12th anniversary, December 2nd. It's completely unintentional. Yeah. Well, we're glad you did. So in economic development, we hear that talent is looking for a place that's unique. And I can't think of any place in Port Huron that's more unique and interesting than the Raven. Can you talk about the character of your restaurant and and how you try to keep it alive and special? Well, it's about keeping things fresh and creative. I mean, first off, the decor, of course, as soon as you walk in, it looks like an old English library. You know, who doesn't want to sit in a library and eat? I mean, I don't know. When I was going to university in Detroit... I would always uh, take my lunch in the giant uh, marble space in the DPL, the Detroit Public Library. Beautiful paintings and everything. You know, just grab a book and I don't know. It kind of reminds me of that. It's a little nostalgia tip for me. But uh, on top of that, we have one of the most extensive menus of any restaurant that I've ever worked at or been to. Food menu is seven pages long. Drink menu is five pages. Uh, we're the only full espresso bar and full spirits bar in town. So we can uh, kind of combine those two things with our cocktails, get the inspiration from the coffee or, you know, put a shot of cold espresso in a stout. We're the only place in town that can do that. So unique. It, it's definitely unique. And actually, I want to go back to something you just said a minute ago. And, you know, I was in there last week and um, I had a little bit of time to kill while I was waiting for my coffee to be made. And so I was just looking around. And I think one of the things that makes the place so unique 
is that there's so much to look at. When you walk in the door, you, obviously you see books, you see shelves, but you also see pictures, you see artwork on the wall, you see the, the sort of patented Raven t-shirts and sweatshirts, and there's buttons and there's coffee mugs. Uh, but then you have posters on the wall, you, just have, you have photographs all over the place. It just speaks to the character of the place. And do you think, is that, that one of the secrets of its success? It's definitely, yeah. Definitely, it is building the brand as far as everything you see there, all of the swag and everything. That's all my wife, Jody Parman's doing. She's the uh, marketing director as well as the um, creative person behind all of it. She does a lot of the social media. She does, she designs all of the logos and everything. And she also curates the art that's on the walls. Some of it is hers. A lot of it are local um, local artists as well. And we sell prints of their stuff for them, something that pops out. And we always uh, ask the people to make something, like if they want to display something, it's like, well, think of something that vibes with the character of the place, kind of gothic, kind of uh, sometimes macabre, sometimes Poe-related. You know, there's two different paintings from two different artists, so Poe himself, and the place is Edgar Allan Poe-themed. So it fits in. Yeah, you know, uh, in a strange sort of way, it reminds me of another restaurant that I was in 20 years ago. And uh, the famous chef, um, Jimmy Schmidt, opened up this restaurant in Southfield. And um, and the restaurant was an abysmal failure, unfortunately. But during the brief time that it was open, it was one of the most unique places you could go to. And what he had done is he traveled the Southwest Americas, and he picked up a lot of uh, Aztec art and other type of art common to that area of the of the country and, and of North America. And so he decorated this place with all of this unique art. And you could just spend hours just walking around looking at everything if you wanted to, let alone the food. So I think that's one of the things that can really make a restaurant unique. And it's certainly true in your case. Another thing that makes your, your place a little bit unique to coffee shop is that you do have entertainment there. It has limited hours, but even the even that's quirky because you don't have a ton of floor space. So the musicians are up above. They're actually above the doorway on this little landing that was built up there. Talk about that. Yeah, that stage is modular. When Jerry built it, he had when he uh, had taken the entire facade off. So he slid the stage in on the front and then walled it up, not unlike a cask of Amontillado. But um, there's a fire ladder. That's right by the front vestibule, and that's how the musicians get up there. It's a little loft. There's wrought iron fencing around it, and uh, that's where they play. Everybody, almost everybody in the restaurant can see the play, see the players, and there's really not a bad seat in the house as far as listening to the music. I mean, obviously, we pipe it through the speakers and everything, but no matter where you're at, you can see them, so that's also unique. And you know, I've seen people hucking a speaker cabinet over the railing because they can't fit it through the little hatch at the top there. But you know, that poses a problem, but there is a piano on the stage. And yeah, it's a, it's a fun place to perform as you know, I've performed there previously myself and to watch entertainment as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's truly unique again. And it's, it's kind of the almost prototypical coffee house kind of thing, you know? So you could get buskers off the street. They could play up, up there easily if it two or three people, probably max, I would think, up there. I've seen a five-piece band fit up there oh before. And once in a while, there was a six-piece crammed in there with the drum kit. It's, wow. yeah, it's not that much space, but they make it happen. Oh, wow. So I haven't had uh, the good fortune to listen to much music there just a couple of times, but uh, what's the sound quality like? It's good. It's good. I went and uh, invested in some higher quality gear once I picked up the place, and 
having a background in uh, sound engineering myself, that was something that I knew about. You know, went through and gave the uh, soundboard a little TLC. And uh, yeah, that's another thing that's unique about it is that the bartender has the mixing board all the way on the other side of the bar. So there's this, uh, you know, having to call back and forth to the musicians when you're doing the sound check. And uh, that way you get to hear what it sounds like in the actual restaurant. And that's, that's good for the bartender. But yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So let, let's turn and talk uh, about the elephant in the room, which is COVID, because that's obviously affected every restaurant, every coffee house in the country. And experts are saying that it could be with us for years to come. So even though a lot of us, you know, want this to be a short-term uh, situation and hopefully it gets fixed, but it obviously it's not. It's going to be around. It's going to be like the common cold, except it'll be a lot deadlier. Um, so how do you see the pandemic changing your business model in the future? Well, we've always taken the precautions seriously. When, uh, when it first came around, it was... Like we, we were allowed to reopen at some point to limited capacity with the masks and the precautions, but we didn't. We stayed closed. But you just got to be creative if you want to survive. You have to adapt adaptability and creativity and clever ways to get your brand out are paramount when you've got a business yourself that you're trying to run and make it someplace for returning if you want repeat clientele, for example. So we uh, speak of all that merchandise that Jody Parman put together. We retooled the front of the cafe as a gift shop, basically, where we sell our mugs, our shirts, our coffee beans, our chai, uh, art prints, things like that. So we removed all of the tables during uh, lockdown and uh, put up this uh, uh, Japanese folding screen to the rest of the restaurant so that, you know, servers could still get in and out there. And we did curbside takeout and delivery. And uh, people, while they were waiting for their food, they could shop around in the, in the gift shop area. So we were still making actu- we were actually making quite a bit more on merchandise because it's right there for people. If it happens again, if, you know, if this is going to be around and it gets to the point where the numbers are too high, we'll just shut, shut down again for curbside takeout and delivery. Yeah, we don't want that to happen, no, though. certainly don't. But if, you know, if, if it's a matter of keeping the community safe, we'll do what we feel like we need to do. But, you know, you think you, you've probably come through the pandemic better than a lot of places have. Absolutely. Well, we've got a very loyal clientele, and the community is taking really good care of us. Yeah, and you've got some lofts up uh, above too, right? And do you have some employees that live in those lofts? It's not by design, but currently all three of them are inhabited by employees. That makes it unique. I remember coming in one day, and uh, we had a little bit of snow in the morning, and um, the person there said, yeah, I live upstairs, so if we have a bad snow day, I can, even if it's not on my schedule, I can come down and kind of man the place during you know, bad weather. So th- I just think that's another thing that adds to the unique character of the place. Right, and they, you know, they'll keep an eye on the place for me when I'm gone. You know, there's a few years ago, maybe like almost five or six years ago now, there was a small fire, small electrical fire in the back, and one of the tenants was, fortunately for me, she was out buying cigarettes at the gas station. She came back and saw it and called me, you know. So it was, uh, it was fortunate for me because not only is you know, that her house, but it's also her bread and butter. So she wanted to take good care of it. That's right. Built-in security guards. Yes. So. <laughs> so every business has to reinvest at some point. Are you planning to make any changes in the future? It's been a very long road of making changes to that building. It's an old building, Civil War era, 
And Jerry did a lot of good stuff for it, but there's always room for improvement. So basically everything that I've made from the building, I've put it back in to improve it, to make it better, to make it more energy efficient specifically. Uh, first thing I did was redo the whole HVAC system. Um, and uh, recently, actually it was just maybe about a month before the first lockdown, March 2020, uh, we redid the kitchen floors because he, Jerry didn't expect the volume that he got from the place. So the kitchen originally wasn't designed to keep up with the amount of volume that we were pushing out. So first thing I did was redo the floors and the plumbing in the kitchen to make that more efficient and waterproof and leak-proof. Uh, the next item on my list, on my wish list, is for a hood system because I don't have a hood system. Therefore, I don't have any open flames, no fryers, no uh, ranges. Everything is a high-speed convection ovens. Uh, I have a couple of griddles, small electric griddles, but uh, that would really uh, step the game up as far as what I could do in the culinary aspect of the place, to have a hood system where I could put a couple of ranges in there, do some things from scratch, do some saute, you know. Yeah, your menu could get even longer. Yeah, well, <laughs> or I could be more efficient in what we already offer, push it out more. I certainly don't want to add any more. I think my managers would riot if I added anything to the menu. So we've got about a minute left, and uh, I just wonder if you have any advice for other retailers that are in the area to help them create what you have here in the Raven. So be creative. Be creative. Don't be afraid to let your freak flag fly, I guess, because that's what we do. We, we get as outlandish as we want to because that's us. We're eccentric people, and it shows in there. And I think people, it's a breath of fresh air from, you know, your average mom-and-pop coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely think that's true. And I love going in there every day to get my my cup of coffee with two creams in it. And so I'll probably be in there tomorrow. But I want to thank you for letting me appear a little bit into your world. And I wish you all the best in the future. Well, thanks a lot, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it for today's podcast of Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. And I'll catch you on the next wave. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at WGRT.com or find Our Shoreline, Your Horizon on your favorite podcast app.